Hey out there, it's Chris Watson here. Welcome to the first episode of Discovering What's Inside. I did this interview with Mario Lemons. Mario's a teacher in Detroit. We go way back from high school to college, and now we actually teach at the same school. And I can honestly say that Mario is one of the most passionate, full of energy, uh, just overall good guys that I know in this world. And I'm excited for you to listen to this interview. Mario talks about his upbringing his career as a teacher, his love for the arts, and a lot of cool things that he's done. And I hope that you leave inspired by this interview. We thank you for tuning in. It's episode one. Let's go. Hello out there, it is Chris Watson here with Discovering What's Inside. I am sitting in person with a very special guest to me, Mr. Mario Lemons. Mario, how you doing? I'm doing wonderfully well, man. I am. Can't complain. What's good, up? Good, <laughs> good. Well, you know, it's, a, it's an honor to have you here, taking the time out. It's. I told Mario I feel extremely bad. We have like the best day in Detroit's weather <laughs> this year so far. Yeah, we <laughs> and do. He's sitting up here doing this interview in person when he can be. Uh, I will say on the beach, but we don't really have. Nah. He could be at a, maybe at a pool or something. No, but man, it's a, it's my honor, dude. It's my pleasure to have this cool, opportunity. Cool, cool, cool. Well, sure. I, I know that the listeners are in for a, a treat. We've been sitting here talking already like the past thirty minutes just mm-hmm. on life. Um, we always have great conversations whenever we connect. So. Sure. Uh, I'm really excited that we get to bring this to the audience and the guests because I know that they're going to leave not only knowing you better, but hopefully knowing themselves better and having a greater direction and confidence and uh, abilities to do what they want to do, which is what we're all about here. Absolutely. So, Mario, tell us, who is Mario Lemons? Wow. Um, who is Mario Lemons? I was just sharing with uh, Chris a little earlier that I have this um kind of poster in my room uh, to kind of speak to what I want to be and who I feel like I'm supposed to be to this world. And it simply says, Mario Lemons, world-renowned producer, actor, educator, and lover of God. So to me, that's kind of who I am, right? This uh, who I am, who I've always been, and who I'm going to be uh, for this world. So uh, to me, you know, being a part of the arts in any kind of capacity, uh, producing plays and concerts, um, doing education, uh, both in the classroom, but then also through the arts, through the things that I produce, and just loving people, loving God and his people is uh, kind of what I feel like I'm called to do on this mm-hmm, earth. So mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. if that's the simple version of who is Mario Lemons, that's that's what it is, man. Okay, cool, cool. We're going to get deeper into that um, mm-hmm. over the next... 45 minutes to an hour. Mario, has, he's warned me that he likes to talk people, but oh, I told him we want to hear those stories, and I'm sure everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, we want to hear this. So we're looking forward to hearing from, from, um, from you in that capacity. Nice. So let's start off, and let's talk about the journey to where you're at now. So mm-hmm. for those who don't know, me and Mario, we go back years and years. I've known Mario for many years, and... We've gotten closer over the years, and uh, I thought I always know Mario is just a hard worker. He's always been such he's he's so charismatic, and mm-hmm. everyone who who meets him can attest to that. Wow. I remember when Mario 
for those who don't know, we, we work at the same school. And when he came to our school to interview for the job, the feedback people gave me <laughs> about Mario just after that, they were like, Chris, we didn't, you know, you didn't tell us about Mario. I told them about <laughs> you. And I, really, I did tell them, but they were but still. But they didn't understand. That's yeah, they hilarious. Were like, you know, so they were like, you know, people we work with now, it's probably funny. But they were like, you know, blown away by him. And uh, I've literally had that reaction every time I see someone who meets Mario or who gets to know him on a deep level. And he's, he's always involved with a lot. We're going to get into some of those projects that he's involved with uh, over the course of this interview. But this guy is just, I think, one of those people who's truly has a calling over his life to just positively impact the world in so many ways, in ways that I'm sure he doesn't even yet know that he'll continue to develop into. So that's what I know Mario as. He's, he's just a good guy overall. Good guy. Well, thank you. Thank you, man. Absolutely. <laughs> he's just a good guy. So let's talk about your journey. Okay. You know, um, how did you get to this point? And, you know, for those who don't know Mario, he's a, he's a teacher, a great teacher at that. He has a company, a nonprofit that he started, which we're going to get into that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But let's kind of quickly bring the people up to speed. Maybe if you want to talk about your upbringing, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, any experience in life that you feel shaped you. How did you get to this point in your life? Gotcha. Um, well, I grew up in Detroit uh, all my life. Um, I was raised by my mom uh, from the age of uh, being born all the way to <laughs> about 11 or 12. Um, my dad uh, is in my life as well, um, but I never lived with him. He had another family and uh, with my stepmom and okay. have brothers mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. him. Um, and then I have a sister with my mom. So I'm the oldest. I have three younger brothers and a sister. Love those cats like <laughs> none other. Mm -hmm. um, but when I was about 11 or 12, um, it got to a point living with my mom where it was kind of both physically and verbally and emotionally abusive okay. um, kind of stuff that she was going through and things of that nature. So I ended up moving with my great aunt, um, who's actually my grandpa's sister. So she's more like a grandmother type okay. to me. Okay. Uh, she took me in right away. And when I tell you it was the best decision that my family could have made for me, you know, I started to grow and blossom. Um, and she... Uh, really had shown me so much love in a way that my mom wasn't able to at that time. Okay. Um, so um, to, to love me in that way really shaped me to who to become who I am right now. I think my Aunt Betty and, and the way that she's giving to people, give her last piece of anything to anybody, you know. Um, and that was something that I, I kind of took on as my my kind of way of being so Ooh. that giving Mario and always helping people like right. that comes from my aunt daddy <laughs> right. all day I'm right. a right. 70 year old man at heart right yeah. um, so but that really did change my life um, you know my mom and my dad and I our relationship is extremely better uh, now that I'm an adult and kind of understand some mm. of the situations that were going on that I quite wasn't able to understand at that yeah, time yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I definitely respect them um, greatly now um, but that was a move that I needed to make at that time so um, when I was growing up you know very sad kind of withdrawn growing up and stuff definitely not the outgoing kind of Mario you see now but once I went to my Aunt Betty house I got involved in the theater company called Mosaic Youth Theater of Detroit okay. and that really molded uh, me into becoming the very extroverted kind of person I am now uh, coupled with the giving and you know that piece there um, I always had 
the art aspect because my dad's a musician. He's really? a okay. uh, drummer or whatever. So that's like, it's always been kind of part of who yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, but I also think kind of with my mom and the way that she kind of interacted, she was very uh, extroverted as well. Um, so all of that mushed up together kind of made me who I am um, today along with many other experiences. But I'll just stop there, you know, if that <laughs> okay, kind of cool. helps yeah, you yeah, understand, yeah. you know, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely. Love with arts and people, man. So. One thing I, I love about the interviews is that I get to learn a lot more mm-hmm. about the, the interviewees that I didn't know, even people I've known for years. Mm-hmm. Never knew that. I never knew you were in Mosaic. Mm-hmm, yeah. well, it's funny, we were looking to get Jada, my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted to get her a mosaic at some point when she gets older because she's very much program. into the art. So. Dude, I, I literally toured with them. I mean, we went to Montreal. We went all over the country doing shows. I had a gig at the uh, Detroit Zoo while I was there, you know, and I was getting paid to do it. Here I am from 12, 12 years old until about 18, you know, being able to be engrossed in the arts as a professional, man, it was huge, dude. That's, so that's <laughs> another shout out to one of the positive things that are happening in Detroit, man. Mosaic Youth Theater Detroit really is changing lives, man. Wow, wow. Yeah, so, so let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk yeah. about that. Um, what did it do for you? I mean, because that seemed like it was a sort of a traumatic change, or a big change from, you know, you were in a situation that wasn't so good mm-hmm. with your mom. You moved, you moved your great aunt. Mm-hmm. Soon after, I guess some point after that, you got involved with Mosaic. Yeah, yeah. And let's focus on the arts because you're very, very much still into the arts to this day. Yes. What impact did that have on your life? And what about it made that impact? Well, I mean, I, it's very clear to me. I've seen it on so many occasions that arts and sometimes, oftentimes, extracurricular activities in general, but particularly the arts gives an outlet to young people to express themselves in ways that uh, society doesn't always provide, right? You know, uh, particularly in our community, we, you know, shun kids and you be quiet, you don't say nothing, you know, kind of thing. Like, you do what I tell you and don't say anything else about it, um, while that instills discipline and respect for authority and respect, um, but oftentimes... Um, kids don't have that outlet and that expression. So there's a whole lot going on in young people, particularly around that middle school age. Like, we yeah, all know right. what that was like. Right? <laughs> I don't want to go back to that phase of my life, right? But you're growing emotionally, physically, changing, you know, uh, developmentally. It just, it's a crazy time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so for kids to have that opportunity to really express themselves and, and to show what they're feeling and, and, and use avenues to kind of uh, do what they have to do to get through this life because obviously it's like the craziest thing to happen in your life you know could be something very little you know but for a kid at 12 13 14 like is 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 huge right so um for me mosaic gave me that outlet right gave me that opportunity that passion um and it developed me as a character as a person you know my character (laughs) you know like (laughs) because i'm always on stage right i'm a a character (laughs) at all times right no, but it, it developed my character, right? My professionalism, my discipline, uh, my vocal ability, you know, to speak up and to be strong and confident uh, when I'm speaking to people. Um, I'm not afraid to talk to a single soul. <laughs> and that came from having that opportunity to be a part of Mosaic. So, uh, priceless experience, cool, man, cool. definitely. And I think that's a good transition to some of the work you're doing now. Mm-hmm. So, here... At Henry Ford Academy Elementary in Detroit, you recently started an initiative here with some of the boys yeah. using some art. Talk about that 
a little bit and what you all are doing and mm-hmm. the connection between the arts, even mm-hmm. with this program you're doing here. Well, here we are taking some of the boys that are at our school um, and allowing them to have opportunities to be immersed in one of three parts of the art. So we have a gentleman who are who is teaching the kids how to write music um, and rap. So they're like writing together um, different verses and raps and then put it to music and then working on performing those things. So that has been really nice to watch. And they've actually recorded some of their songs. And um, that's been nice to watch because the kids are actually writing these raps, right? Okay. Talking about, hey, you know, don't call me Gucci man. I got my own name, you know. Um, so it's been really nice to see like what are the things that they're passionate about and giving them that opportunity to uh, put that on paper and to perform it Mm -hmm. Um, the other opportunity um, in the mentor program is for kids to learn how to play the piano so there's been uh, some kids who have had some behavioral issues and we found out hey they're really good at piano Mm -hmm. right and that has been really cool (laughs) to watch because it's like that one opportunity you gave that kid now they're totally focused on developing their skills and crafts in the piano right so that's something else that you can kind of highlight from this kid who you know sometimes people think oh well he's having such a hard time and everything you know but this is something he's doing well so you you know encourage him through that and that kind of uh trickle trickles throughout the rest of his life last thing um is drumming um so i'm passionate about that because my dad's drummer Mm -hmm, Uh, but mm -hmm. the kids are learning different rudiments and exercises for the drums and playing um, to be prepared for a drum line and then all of them are really excited and then there's a mentoring piece to it as well where those musicians who do this full time are talking to them about you know what does it mean to be um, a musician right maybe that's not something you want to do for the rest of your life but there's some skills that you can learn you know self-control you know discipline responsibility so we're having those conversations with these young people and connecting it to what they're doing so it's it's given me life as well honestly you know just to be a part of it dude like it's been nice for real cool 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 now when you were i believe 18 or 19 years old Mm -hmm. so at that point you were in college were you in college i I was in the middle of my freshman year in college okay so (laughs) wow so in the middle of freshman year Mm -hmm. you were at michigan state And you take it upon yourself to take a big leap of faith and you started a nonprofit organization, correct? Sharing a gift. Mm -hmm. Um, What made you do that? I mean, because I'm sure people were like, well, what were people reacting? I mean, not to make assumptions. You're right, you're right. (laughs) What were people thinking? You know, so let me rewind. So when I went to uh, Michigan State, you know, I had felt like God told me to go into education. I hadn't really thought about it before. Um, and I really, that was the first time I felt, you know, really strongly, like, inside, like, I'm supposed to be doing this, right? So I talked to my counselor, blah, blah, blah. Okay, he told okay. me about we'll, Michigan we'll State, right? Well, okay, yeah. we'll talk about that then, right? So I went to Michigan State, and I, I was still kind of, you know, searching for what I'm supposed to be doing, right? You know, I'm loving these classes. I know that I'm supposed to be in education. And, like, it just dawned on me, like, let me just produce a play, right? Let me get some of my friends together. We'll run out a uh, theater in Detroit, and we put on the play this summer. And that legitimately was the foundation the of the beginning of it. what we did. And I had no vision for you know further down. It was like <laughs> me and my friends. We about to go do a play, right? Wow, and wow. Um, so when I called up my friends, they were like, "Oh, sweet! Like let's go!" You know. And so it just became something that 
people were demanding, you know, and and real telling me like, dude, like this is really good. Like, how dude, can you do one next summer too? You know, and it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, but like in retrospect now that it's been several years now I look back and I was so naive dude like I <laughs> I didn't even think that this was a leap of faith quote unquote it was like hey I'm just gonna do it la yeah. la la I wanna do a play <laughs> with my friends let's go you know um, but I, I see you know the type of um, influence that had on so many people like dude you're like 19 years old and you like just go do your own play like and it's sold out like tons of people are at this play like you're not like known as a playwright or anything like, yeah, you right. just go do this and I'm like yeah why not yeah, yeah right. <laughs> this is what I do that's cool so it's yeah wow and wow so much I want to say I'm, okay, I'm trying to where I want to go next mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause on that okay, for a second because right. you, you mentioned in the beginning that that decision to go into education. Yeah. Talk to the listeners about that because I think a lot of times we finding like your passion or, or dream to mm-hmm. go after, a lot of times it's a lot of people don't necessarily find mm-hmm. that moment or aren't sure about it, but mm-hmm. sometimes it happens for you to feel like that. So yeah. speak to that and what made you go into it because you said before that you never thought about going no. to education. So what made you decide to do that? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and I don't often talk about this because not very many people understand that kind of spiritual <laughs> kind of piece. But um, in short, I used to walk to school every day and I would be praying, like, you know, God, you know, let me have a good day today. You know, bless okay. the people on the block. You know, just very, <laughs> I told you, like, when I was growing up, like, I was like, ah, la, la, la. Um, so, so I really felt like God was, like, going to education. I was like, what in the world? So... Talk to my counselor, um, you know, let him know, like, hey, this is what I'm thinking I'm supposed to do. Um, he was like, here's Michigan State. They have an on-site. And li- literally that next week, everything fell into place perfectly. And I had talked to my pastor in between there, and he was like, dude, I've the worst th- one of the worst things I've seen is to see someone climb the ladder of success only to see that it's leaning on the wrong building. And, mm. like, to me, that mm. was like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And once I went out, and this really was a, a uh, walking out on faith, right? Because I, I had my auditions together. I was about to, about to go to Chicago to audition for what they call the Unified Auditions, where all of these uh, Bachelor of Fine Arts schools and conservatories around the country were, you know, recruiting people mm-hmm, and doing mm-hmm. auditions, and they pretty much say, I want them. I want this person, right? Okay. Um, so I was ready for that, and then here this, you know, revelatory moment comes for some something totally different um so um but once my pastor said about the the latter piece it kind of gave me some insight of hey you know I may want to be an actor when I grew up and had only wanted to be that and you know been involved in in the arts professionally um but is that what I'm supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. right do I want my ladder to be on the wrong building you know (laughs) um and I and I really was like I'm gonna go out on faith and and what gave me peace about it was the fact that things just kept flowing from there, right? Opportunities, scholarships, start flowing. Like, things that I could have never imagined, right? People connecting with me, and I'm like, oh, so this is what I'm supposed <laughs> to be doing right, right now. Right, yeah. You know, and as you can see now, you know, I'm in the space where I'm impacting people in the city of Detroit. If I would have gone into the arts right away, you know, as a as a, mm. as a school, I would not be where I am right, right now. Right. You know, I would be on my own, you know, right. grinding, <laughs> the whole starving yeah, artist yeah. thing, which is what I was ready for you know but that was not what I was supposed to be doing you know wow. and you wow. you know wow. what I did at Michigan State you know and the yeah. type of 
programming I did and influence I was able to make on that campus, man, never thought about going to Michigan State, you know. So I think from the listeners, I think what you can take from that, and you obviously could take whatever you want, but one of the things I want to impress upon you is just thinking about, you know, you may not have that aha moment where you feel like this is what I'm supposed to do, but if it feels right, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's what you're supposed to do. And if you step out on that faith, dude, like, things are going to fall into place. Now, if there's that contention and all that confusion going on, like, that probably gives you that notification. Yeah. Eh, maybe this is not right. the route and the road I'm supposed mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. to. But as things start to fall into place and, you know, people that you know you, you know, didn't call or situations that you know you didn't set up yourself, it kind of speaks to, you know, how God or the universe kind of puts things in place for what you're supposed to be doing. So uh, that's 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 deep. That's deep. Ooh. So you <laughs> you got this this blossoming education career, <laughs> the arts. Yeah. How do you strike a balance? Because they both sound like they're passions of yours, mm-hmm. and you 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 you're making a huge impact impact on the world in both mm-hmm. sectors. How do you personally strike that balance and? How does it, you know, manifest itself on a day-to-day basis? Well, I'm still working on that balance piece. That's the part that I'm still trying to develop. Um, while I was in college, um, it was a lot easier because I was doing um, school, you know, and everything. But then I would still be writing a whole lot. Um, I was involved on campus in some kind of organizations that allowed me to be expressive through the arts. Um, I would send plays down to Detroit and have people do them we used to have gigs back and forth so it was easy for me because I didn't have quote unquote a real job like I was a full time student Mm -hmm, and on my mm -hmm. free time I was back and forth in Detroit doing gigs and and plays and performances Um, but now that I now have a full time job and finishing up a master's degree it's become a lot more difficult for me to have a a real balance, right? It's either I'm full-time teaching and focus on teaching 100% of the time or, you know, I'm squeezing in maybe 5 or 10% of my time to do some art. Um, However, I, I am in the more recently in a space where I'm making it a priority for the art. Um, And I was sharing with you earlier that um, I kind of woke up a bit, you know, this year and kind of thought, you know what, you know, I need to make a foundation for what I'm supposed to be doing for the rest of my life. You know, I I go hard or go home with everything that I do, man. You know, mm-hmm. so since being here, you know, at this wonderful school, like this is what I do. Like this is taking all of me to be able to do it well. Um, but now I'm trying to find that balance, you know. So on the weekends, you know, spend a little more time on um, setting up things for uh what I want to do yeah, uh, yeah. in the future. You oh, know? yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so, you know, so I'm doing I'm doing a lot more, and it, it feels better, you know, to, to kind of think about, you know, obviously having an opportunity to do the arts program after school. Like, you know, that that kind of stuff here and there, you know, is coming to, to fruition a lot more than it had in the past because I was, I kind of stepped back and thought, what are the opportunities that mm-hmm. I can have to do art as well, you know? And even in the side of my studio, you know, having kids do art, like, you know, I, that's what I do. So why can't I incorporate <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, so definitely. that's been really nice to really make that a priority. So yeah. that's kind of where the balance is. I mean, I know I can do a lot better with the balance, but I'm looking, you know, retrospect. This is way better than it had been. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So. Good, good, good. Um, wow. So much, so much I want to touch on okay. in the limited time that we have. Okay. 
Let's talk about your time at Michigan State. Okay. Nice, nice. You had you took on some very admirable leadership um, roles on that mm-hmm. campus, and you did a lot, particularly for in the black community yeah. um, with some organizations. So speak on that a little bit, to maybe yeah. maybe explain like your role, which organization you were part of, and mm-hmm. then maybe like your most proud mm-hmm. accomplishment from what you what you did there. Um, I did quite a bit actually. Um, I was the president of the. Uh, freshman class council my first year, which was uh, a part of uh, ASMSU, uh, which was really nice. Uh, I was one of, I think, two black people on there, you know, so I was able to make some decisions and stop some things from coming through that were problematic. Uh, so that was really nice. Um, I also was an intercultural aide through the Office of Culture and Academic Transitions. And pretty much I was an RA for international students, students of colors, color, and first-year students to kind of help them transition well into college. And I kind of moved up the ranks and ended up uh, being what they called a um, team coordinator. So I was in charge of some aides okay. in two different uh, residence halls. So that was really nice. Okay. Um, um, but one of the most uh, powerful positions and influential uh, positions I had was as the president of Black Student Alliance, which was the largest black organization on campus. It was kind of like the umbrella kind of org for all the black orgs. And um, at that time, my fr- senior year, there was a series of racist situations that happened. And we had documented over 30 racial incidents that happened on uh, campus in the first six weeks of school, right? Wow. So it kind of blew people's mind that, wow, yeah, these things are happening. Yeah. yeah. And because I was in the halls, right, and half of my executive board, you know, had some kind of job within the halls, we had access to those incident reports of people writing the N-word on people's boards, on their doors, or hanging a dowel around the neck in the classroom, yeah, yeah, and just, you yeah. know, things that you would have th- thought that in, you in know, this day and age, that it wouldn't we, still be happening. Man, so for, for us, we thought it was very important to kind of rally the whole campus uh, around whole campus. some of these yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the most proud moments I had during that time was um, having such a, um, a wave of activism and leadership and passion across the campus. And that literally went from students all the way to faculty and staff and alumni that were coming back to be involved while most of us were very angry about what was going on. You know, it it showed so much unity that, hey, we want to change. These are things that we're seeing that's happening. And uh, there's a leader in myself and the leaders that were coming along with me um, that want to make an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were people were excited about that you you yeah, know so yeah, like yeah. it so for me it was it was a very difficult position right because there were tons of opposition and people who kind of criticized my method and stuff like that but overall like for me to be able to have over 2,000 people at an event and I'm speaking you know <laughs> like that was like one of the most proud moments I had while I was in Michigan State um, because it not only showed uh, unity but it showed that hey I'm kind of a person that people want to listen to and that I have something inside that I that I share with people that people yeah, yeah, yeah. resonate with and mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. you know kind of put things in perspective and it, it just kind of gave me a very humble opportunity to serve because that's all I was doing man just serving my community I was stepped up you know but I was the person who was saying hey I will be the person to to kind of mm-hmm. to, to lead and to to do all the things that you all want 
to have right, happen. Right, right. So that's cool, man. That's that's crazy. <laughs> like, tell you, I love doing these interviews. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> and I remember at that time, I was I would, I would see a lot of this stuff happen on the news. They would even play it. I was mm-hmm. back in Detroit, but they would be you know doing <laughs> the news. And you know, I think mm-hmm. I talked to you a few times. I, I heard about the rallies and the, yep. the good things. And mm-hmm. I think it was really great that you were able to really unify the campus. Mm-hmm. You know, not just the black community, but all people of all different backgrounds. Absolutely, I think yeah. that was um, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Something else that comes to mind is I had a very funny moment. And I, I say this because I think that if at some point you share this with your kids, like these stories, I don't know if you have or not, but I was talking to a student one day and he said, we were talking about college, right? Mm-hmm. And he said this funny, funny thing to me. He said, you know, kids talk about what they want to do when they get older. He's mm-hmm. like, Mr. Weston, uh, what did you want to be when you get older? That's He's like, I know you're a teacher now, but, but what, but did, what you did you want to do? Right? So I'm like, well, I wanted to be a teacher. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. I told I said, you know, I didn't just fall out the sky. Like, oh, I failed at a bunch of things. I'm just going to be a teacher. Right, I said, right. I got involved in this work because this is what I want to do. do. Yeah. And, I, and also, I told him, but this is not all I'm going to do. There's Good. like I'm, I'm more than just, mm-hmm. I'm not just a teacher and I'm just stopping. I have dreams still Absolutely, as yeah. an adult. And I think the things that you're doing, the things you've done, you should show the kids, like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, I'm Mr. Lemons, your teacher, mm-hmm. but I'm also this guy who I'm, I'm about serving the world mm-hmm. and serving the community. I think yeah. that message is just so powerful, mm-hmm. especially for the kids, because I think sometimes kids are brought to think they're just supposed to do one job mm-hmm. for the rest of their and that's life. It. Yeah. You no, know, I but, agree. but you're a guy who, who's made differences in all these different places you've gone, yeah. which goes into my next point. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked earlier about coming to that point where you realize that you've kind of come into yourself. Mm-hmm. I think people who are, I think like servants like you and who, these change agents, you come across this point where you start to realize that you really are valuable. And it's not um, a, a self-fulfilling type right. of thing, but it's like a, like people look to you. They, they appreciate your words. They're inspired by what you say. They... To hear a message and they they give you the feedback like oh my god you know mm-hmm. I know you've had a lot of those moments we've talked about that yeah. but at what point did you realize that it finally hit you that you know you were really placed on this earth to make a huge difference did you really just come to accept that because sometimes mm-hmm. you don't want to accept you like you know I'm just oh I'm just Mario you know or I'm just Chris I'm, like I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not this guy that everyone may think I am but yeah, some, at what point yeah. did you just take on that that role and say you know what it's not saying I'm better than anybody but I'm just going to do what it is I'm here to do and that's yeah. you know to make a difference at what point did you really fully <laughs> accept that <laughs> um, that's really interesting man I I was thinking of several moments you know it's it's more of a progression right Mm -hmm. for me it gets stronger and stronger uh, my understanding of who I Mm -hmm. am I like that Um, so you know when I was growing up um, you know very young I didn't really feel like a like I was an attractive person or I was a Mm. person that people wanted to be around like it's just very interesting Mm -hmm. growing up you know in 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 the young age Um, but then once I got to high school um I had I used to have an afro, right? So like I was covering up what I thought people thought my head was shaped weird or whatever, right? So very insecure middle school, right? Go to high school, I'm like you know what? I'm gonna cut my hair, right? So I cut my hair and I'm like gearing up for people to talk about my head, and no one says anything. And I was like, wait a second, what? You know? And so what happened through that process was that you know 
I, I developed a lot more confidence. And then this Mario factor happened where people were like, oh, yeah, I want to hang out with Mario. Oh, I want to, you know, he's involved in this. I'm going to do this with him, whatever. Um, so that's where the, oh, my God, I love Mario kind of happened the first time. And I was like, this is kind of weird. I'm not used to, like, people liking me, you know, yeah, or, like, yeah. want to be around me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I continued on uh, doing what I what I do. Um, and and I felt a lot more comfortable as more people, you know, start showing love to me um, and, and telling me how I've impacted their lives. Um, and then I had a situation that happened once I was an adult where I was like uh, dating a girl or whatever who like dissed me or whatever. <laughs> so I talked to one of my friends about like, dude, like, why does she do that? And he was like, well, I mean, who cares? You're Mario Lemons, right? <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, literally, like, there may be somebody that's, you know, uh, more attractive than you or, you know, it's funnier than you, whatever it might be. But this package that is you, you Mario, there is only one Mario Lemons. And I was like, yo, hmm. you know, so it just kind of gave me that that confidence of understanding, like, yo, like, I am a special person, right? There's people that want to be around me. And, you know, there's tons of people who have tons of gifts, but, like, you're never going to get this mm-hmm. right um, but then the most recent kind of revelation I had um, came through my grandma and like I've, I've been doing a whole lot going to conferences and serving on this committee doing helping this person you know start their open mic or something like that um, and I was talking to my grandma my grandma just was just like you know to just sit down like why are you doing the hardest stuff like, <laughs> you know why can't they have somebody else do it yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and to me, and this was actually this year, and it kind of, it kind of made me think like, wow, my grandma really doesn't understand like who I am for people. Um, and to me, you know, she, she, I understand that I'm just little Mario, right? <laughs> you know, and same thing with my mom and my other family members. Like, yeah, okay, sure, why not, right? They'll yeah. come to my plays, they'll come to you know all the stuff I'm doing, and they're very proud of me, you know. But it kind of put it in perspective, like, you know, I'm sitting on this, sent on this earth to, 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 to do a certain job and duty you know and to impact people's lives in various Mm -hmm. ways um and there's the way that i do it is the only way that you know i can do it you know and there's tons of other people that can do other stuff and they're on this earth to do that work right you know but what i do is very special to the people that i'm supposed to impact um so you know it can that was one of those moments for me like it seems as like over time you've come to really know yourself yeah to know your strengths, to know any weaknesses you may have, but to be comfortable with with you, fully mm-hmm. comfortable and confident mm-hmm. in what it is that you're here to do. And I think a lot of people, that's hard. People don't get to that point to understand it themselves. Yeah. They may try to follow Somebody other else. people. Dude, like there's only one yeah, word. Right. I'm going to be the best me. Because <laughs> right. at the end of the day, like you can only be the best you can be if someone else is a second rate someone else like mm. there's only one Chris Watson yeah. like literally like I can try to be you all <laughs> I want but the best that I can be is a second rate you because yeah. you're the best you yeah. at the end of the day yeah. so yeah. you know why not spend my time and energy trying to be Mario <laughs> Lemons <laughs> you know what I'm saying because right. someone else may come and try to be me but guess what they're going to be at best a second rate Mario Lemons so let me concentrate on doing what I'm feeling led to do um, impacting the people that come into my life Mm -hmm. you know the decisions that I make to move from here to here really is going to be able to impact larger groups of people um, in ways that I only can do that you know wow wow cool I want to get back to the sharing a gift. Oh, I, I want to talk about some other things. My so, baby. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about sharing a gift a little okay, bit more nice. before we wrap up. Um, 
you've done a lot with sharing a gift. I don't know if people really know the accomplishments. You know, you've shared with us that you started this and you do a, you you did a play, but mm-hmm. you've done more than just a play. You've mm-hmm. done other things. Get into the things that you all have done, and also on the same token, get up into how it was starting. You know, mm-hmm. because as far as I know, you didn't you didn't come from like. You weren't born with a silver spoon oh, in your mouth, so not, no. you know. I know things cost money to get going. So how you know? Let's talk about how does that happen when you you know you decide to have a play? And uh-huh, uh-huh. How do you get that going? What else did you develop? And also talk about some of the freelance work you're doing now. When people who who know your work have been contacting you for some freelance work, let's talk about some of those things. Okay. Uh, well, as it relates to starting sharing the gift project, man, I legitimately used. Um, some of my refund checks <laughs> from college, and you know, oftentimes people, you know, particularly well, in the yeah, church, yeah. they use it for yeah, people use it for like a new wardrobe. Yeah, yeah new clothes, <laughs> shoes, right? I'm gonna use this to get a new futon. I get it, right? So whatever you feel like you're supposed to use your money for, I'm not mad at you. Uh, but for me. I knew I wanted to produce a play. So I was like, you know what? I got some extra money. Let me go ahead and invest mm-hmm. uh, it in, in that. And um, the playwrights and people that are producers and doing this kind of work out in the community now, they use their own money. Obviously, I was a poor college student, so I really didn't have any money. <laughs> yeah, so like, hey, I got some money. Let's <laughs> use this. right? Um, and I really, I mean, I shopped around. I called some small theaters in Detroit and um, thought about how much I was able to kind of Put towards it, and I was like, "Yo, this is this enough here? Let's see what it do, you know." And what happened was, um, like I said, it was sold out. Even my dad was standing in the back, like with cool. no seat. You really? Know? Wow. Yeah. Well, he's always late for everything. <laughs> I was like, but, well, <laughs> so I was like "You can't get your dad a seat, Mario." <laughs> no, if he got there on time, he would have got a seat. But anyway, um, so but that's the whole artist uh, thing. Yeah, like, yeah, they just kind of uh-huh. come when they feel like it. Um, but anyway, no. So that kind of was what I was doing. Like I would, you know, do a play, take the money, reinvest it. You know, I wasn't trying to make a whole lot of money off it initially obviously you know because it was for me just doing something fun like hey I'm doing this assignment that I feel God is leading me to do in at Michigan State and being a part of the educational industry approach you know like realm Um, but I still have passions for the art so I'm going to share that gift right that's where sharing a gift project Mm -hmm, comes mm -hmm. from this idea that you know you got to share the gifts that God gives you whether it's through administration and arts or acting or teaching or speaking like whatever your gift is you have to share that right so what ended up happening was you know we did play after play every summer we did a dinner theater for the holiday once uh, where like tons of people came you know and we had a nice meal you know as well as a show Um, I produced uh, three concerts of our own because it kind of expanded where it's like hey Mario you know obviously you do really well with you know this whole uh, event planning kind of thing and producing you know we have some singers you know in the community yeah, that yeah. want an opportunity to share their gifts um, so I was like okay well we'll have a, a, a singing part of it as well so right, I will right. produce um, uh, concerts and opportunities for people and platforms to share their gifts through song and music um, and then uh, we kind of did, you know, expand it from there to start doing work at a church, it's mega church. Um, and I don't know if we're supposed to say the name or not, but yeah, which, you okay, well, anyway, it's Triumph Church. Yeah, we have no, yeah. Um, yeah, so we have no affiliation with them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. we open there. Uh, but no, so I, I end up uh, doing education through the arts uh, with them in that I was 
contracted for a year and a half to teach Bible lessons through theater. Wow. Um, and literally every second and fourth Sunday, me and my actor friends would get together uh, and we would put on performances that taught specific Bible lessons to the kids. And we played, you know, different games and we acted out certain scenes and like the kids were very engaged in that. And to me, that really was one of my most exciting parts of yeah. doing the work. I mean, you're really do. doing like, your work. Like, literally, yeah. like, Mario <laughs> Lemons is, a, you know, someone that does education <laughs> through the arts, yeah. whatever that might look like, dude, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. really nice to do that, um, you know, for the for the for literally a year and a half. Like, it was really a good gig, if you will, if we had, you right, know, but yeah, it was really yeah. service, right? We're working with young people, you know, setting the foundation of their faith, you know, and sharing that. his word, you know, through Absolute. theater. So, Absolute. that was pretty cool. That's, that's, that's Nice, man. Um, so now the freelance work that I do, uh, like you're saying, because people know, you know, kind of the work that I do, you know, they'll hit me up all the time, like Mario, you know, I'm trying to put this show on, you know, can you give me some advice or can you come and help, you know, put it on? Can you be the producer of it? Um, you know, but then also sharing a gift project is 501c3, so a lot of times we'll give money to uh, different artists or organizations that's trying to start up their uh, programs nice. and things like that. So it's been, you know, another service opportunity yeah, for us to be able to absolutely like literally. <laughs> yeah. You know, because yeah. I mean even though I didn't have anybody to give me a whole lot of money, you know, when I first started, you know, it would have been nice, you know, to have opportunities or yeah, someone yeah, to call, sure. you know. But, you know, if I have it, I would love to to give them that opportunity. So hmm. um, I actually um, help to support or sponsor an open mic that just started actually not too far away from our school um, at the Sunshine Cafe and um, it's a guy that actually was in my first play um, he just kind of wrote something he was like can I just be in it he did like a poem in between some scenes and stuff you know and he stayed connected from there and just kind of been supporting every single thing I've done and of course when he started his open mic of course, I'm gonna help you, old mm, man. So mm. you know, I I helped him do that, and he's been doing that for about seven months now. So and he's doing his thing, singing and cool. doing poetry, you know. And then also uh, did some consulting work with um, an organization in Michigan State called 1825, and it actually um, is an. Extension of a program at Michigan State called the Advantage, which okay. uh, is a motivational speaker named uh, Eric Thomas, who started that program, yeah, and he's yeah. doing wonderful things. I'm so very proud of him, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. all over the world, inspiring people. But that was his the, his baby, if you will. That's yeah, how right. he got his. Yeah, I, used to, I used to go to yeah. myself. So they're they've been um, you know asking me to come and kind of do some acting coaching with them and kind of helping them to not only do well you know on stage as they're performing, but they're really uh, educational performance group where they kind of take concepts um, that kids are kind of struggling with in undergrad and put them in play form and kind of inspire people to, yeah. you know, keep working hard or studying, you know, and uh, developing relationships on campus and things like that. So I kind of worked with them for a few months earlier this year to kind of uh, bridge that gap of making sure that the message is very clear mm. and the acting is sincere. So that was a lot of fun, man. So wow. you know, that's kind of what I do on the side. Yeah. <laughs> when I can find time. Yeah, exactly right, man. People are gonna so. think like this dude is living two lives. This is like the Mario, the teacher, and he's doing all this thing. Man, mm. I'm I'm so proud of you just as a friend, man. To Thank just you. see the continued growth and development. Um, 
I'm proud, man. Everything that's coming to you, you deserve it. You thank know, you hard man. work. It's a good person, man. Yeah, good, sure. good heart. Great heart. Uh, you as well, man. Uh, thank you, man. Um, yeah, yeah. So what's next? Okay. Uh, what is next is the question. <laughs> um, I have been riding a whole lot more than I have really? before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a little phase in my life where, um, you know, I had taken a little break from writing and I was doing more kind of freelance, kind of behind the scenes stuff. Because so I was like, you know, I'm getting older, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, do I want to still be on stage or do I want to do more of the behind the scenes stuff? Do I want to finish my master's degree or do I not? You know, and it's been kind of that kind of quest, right? So I have been really praying, like, you know, asking God, like, I need you to show me exactly what I'm supposed to do. Like, give me some time, you know, that shows, you know, when I'll be able to write some more, right? Um, and then it kind of woke up one day and I was like, wait a second. Like, I just spent all this time finishing these report cards to two o'clock in the morning, right? <laughs> you know, and I had, you know, and I thought, well, if I can make some time, you know, for doing, you know, schoolwork and finishing uh, readings and homework and stuff like that, why can't I find more time to do, you know, what I want? Um, and so I just started designating Friday nights and, you know, every, once or twice a week doing a late night specifically so that I can, you know, produce some of this stuff. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, You know, so that has been really nice. Um, so I've got several plays that are um, in, in the works now and just trying to think about when I'm going to do that. But I'm kind of in that space of like, why not now? <laughs> so right, like, right. it may happen a lot sooner than uh, I would have expected it. Okay. Um, um, you know, so that's what I'm, I'm working on that. Still doing stuff to help people behind the scenes, man. Um, uh, that's been one of the things that I really have liked to do, you know, just to watch other people. Other people. Kinda, yeah, it's, it's been definitely. really nice to do that. Um, definitely also very involved in my church. Um, so um, I'm doing uh, vacation Bible school this year. Um, so I'm really excited about kind of organizing that um i'm a singer as well so i a praise and worship leader at my church and kind of doing that so you know here and there you know i'm doing some things but i'm looking forward to really uh producing some 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 more shows and getting those out because as i the longer i wait literally the more plays like pile up in my mind i got notebooks and and folders on my computer which is ideas and things you know and and i think I think inside, no, I'm sort of thinking that fear is starting to kind of creep up, if you will, the order I'm getting, right? Uh, because uh, I even said when I was young, you know, 19, like, I, I didn't even realize that this is a risk. Like, I was taking a leap of faith, you know, to do that kind of stuff. But now it's like, well, you know, now I'm kind of getting older. Let me start thinking so more structured. So, yeah, um, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm actively going against yeah, that, going right? Because right, it's like, at know. the end of the day, man, I'm definitely uh, passionate about that kind of stuff. So, you'll see more plays out of me by all means, you know, but I'm still going to keep serving and helping other people. Um, and I'm, I am and always will be uh, Mario Lemon's <laughs> producer, you know, actor and uh, educator and love cool, of God. Cool. Man, so, yeah. Final question. And wow, we, we've, we've covered a lot. This okay. is, I know people are going to just love this. Okay. What's the last thing you want to leave the listeners, you know, particularly someone maybe who haven't really discovered the greatness inside of them mm-hmm. or someone. Because mm-hmm. we, we have a variety of listeners. We have some people 
who have degrees who may hate driving 30 minutes to a job that they don't feel is fulfilling or yeah, may have yeah. entrepreneurs who struggling to get an idea off the ground we, we have entertainers you know we have a yeah, variety yeah, of so yeah. what what would you leave for them to just help them on their path whatever that may be maybe a lesson from your life mm-hmm. you've shared a lot of but something from your life that you feel like you just help them to kind of stay motivated stay encouraged and you know to get where they're trying where they're trying to get to yeah um, I, I Nike said it best, man. Just do it, mm-hmm. you know, right? If you have a vision, a plan, even a little tiny idea, dude, like just do it. Because what's the worst that's gonna happen, you know? Like at the end of the day, if you feel led to do something, you know, it's kind of like a sin to not do it, you uh, know, because uh-huh. obviously it's been placed in your your mind, right. you know, for a reason. Mm. And sometimes, like I was saying, like the older we get, the more fearful we get and start start second guessing us. Oh, that's dumb. I can't do that. That's going to take too much money. Or that's, <laughs> right. Ain't nobody going to want to see me yeah, do that kind of stuff. Exactly. But at the end of the day, man, there's lives that are at stake. You know, because we're not making the decisions that we're supposed to, right? If I had not agreed to go ahead and go into education, quote unquote, think about all the people that may not have had the impact, you know, on me personally, but then also I on them. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. I sort of think about what I do in that kind of realm and understanding that, you know, we're all placed here very strategically to do a specific work. So if you have those feelings, I think I'm supposed to be doing, just do it, man, because people will be inspired and impacted just because you made that step. Wow. Wow. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Last thing I want to ask you, Mario, for my final closing, if people want to contact you or you know, maybe see a little bit more about what you have going on, yeah. how can they reach you? Uh, so I have um, several social media kind of outlets. Uh, so obviously Facebook is one that people can look up, Mario Lemons. Um, and then I also have a website for Sharing the Gift Project, which is www.sharingthegiftproject.com. Dot org um, all together and um, and then I have a um, a new project that should be coming up pretty soon cool. um, as I'm moving forward to kind of making sure that uh, I have more opportunities to kind of do freelance work so you'll see some some of that stuff coming out cool, uh, cool, soon. Cool. so just kind of keep, well, keep yeah, updated definitely. on so Facebook, we'll, so. we'll keep um, yeah as you grow mm-hmm. Let us know. We're going to keep yeah, the site sure. updated. We're going to put all your links so people can nice. access you. Um, you know, you're definitely part of the Discover What's Inside family now, right, officially. Well, we appreciate I'll, you. So, you know, on behalf of all the listeners, I just want to say thank you, man. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it yeah, as a yeah. friend. Um, and I, I can't wait for the world to hear this. And I can't wait to read, read the comments man. and feedback <laughs> that we're going to get from this. So, wow. You know, Mar, I just want to say thank you, man. Yeah, no, thank you. Like I said before, it's an honor to be a part of anything that you got your hands <laughs> on, man. Honestly, good peeps, dude. You're very passionate, um, and you have a uh, a desire to really make a difference in this world. And as long as I've known you, I mean, I, it's very clear that that's what <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Thanks, you have man. a goal for. So thank you for letting me be a part of it. No, honestly. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, everyone, I want to thank you for tuning in. We're going to sign off on that note. Right. Until next week. Take care and pursue your dreams and your passion. Go out and make it happen. Like Mario said. Just do it. Just do it. (laughs) All right. We're out of here, folks. Bye-bye. Peace.